0: Can you hear me? I have something to say. Hello everybody, and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And today, I... okay, I know I'm like the last person to do these things, but, you know, our theater doesn't hold movies very long, and it's very painful to get to, so I don't know if I go out to the theater, so I have to wait until they're available to rent... I don't know why I'm like stretching this out, because you probably saw the name of the episode. Yeah, finally got to watch Into the Spider-Verse. And I want to talk about it, even though everybody has already talked about it. I want to talk about it, because I am in love. This was such a good movie, and I really just want to throw my two cents out there. So, hi! <laughs> okay, um, before we get started, I have a few... Things that I want to just get out of the way as far as announcements go. I have started recording the audio for a new podcast that will be coming out separate to this one. It's going to be a free audiobook version of the first Mask of the Gods book, Crucify My Love. I started recording the audio today and I hope I get a bit faster at it, because I I was afraid of feeling bogged down in doing it, so I'm recording each section of the book and then going through and editing the audio and kind of working my way through that way. I got one chapter done today. I'm hoping to start getting more than one chapter done a day. I will definitely let you know when the podcast is about to start coming out, because I'm very excited about it and I hope you like it as much as I do. So, but it will be a separate podcast and I will probably be talking about it on this podcast. So the actual audiobook will be coming out at the Crucify My Love podcast and I'll be doing like probably once a week a commentary on the episode that came out over there. You know, so just so you know, that's going to be happening in the not-too-distant future. So, the first thing that I have to say is the cast blew me away. One, I, I forgot what it was like to enjoy Nicolas Cage in something unironically. Like, not because he was just so crazy, over-the-top, bizarre in the thing that he was doing. And that was an oddly good feeling, and I really enjoyed that. As I talk about some of the other actors, I want to apologize ahead of time because names and I are not necessarily, you know, the best at pronunciation. So I'm sorry, and I apologize to anybody whose name I mispronounce. Okay, so Peter, I'm sorry, not Peter, Miles Morales is played by um, Shmeek Moore, who... I am so excited to see what this guy's career is going to be like. I have enjoyed so much with him in it. He played Malcolm in Dope. And if you haven't seen Dope, you, you need to see Dope. It's a fun movie that is oddly serious, but in a way that doesn't like break it. It's, it's, it's really funny. And I don't know. It's, it's a good movie definitely go see it. If you're not familiar with it, um, Andre over on Black Nerd Comedy did a great review of it, so just search for that review, and that'll give you an idea if it's the kind of film that you want to watch. That's what talked me into watching it, and I fell in love with the movie. It's really good. But he also played Shaolin Fantastic on The Get Down, and if you've never seen The Get Down, it is an experience in and of itself It's available on Netflix. Uh, How can I even try to explain this? I think the easiest way to say it is it's Baz Luhrmann's version of the origin of hip-hop and some disco stuff. I, I, I loved the show. I watched both seasons of it. I wish it would have gotten a third season. If for no other reason to round out the story a bit more but mm, it was a good show I I enjoyed it thoroughly and Shaolin uh, Shaolin was such a good character in there so I'm very excited to see him in here and according to IMDB he's going to be in a TV series about the Wu-Tang Clan but it doesn't say who he's playing so I'm kind of interested about that too The biggest surprise for me is Jake Johnson does the voice of Peter Parker and I cannot think of anything that I enjoyed him in. Now, uh, I don't mean that in like that he was in something and I didn't like it because he was in it. I'm just saying I've never really enjoyed him as an actor. I'm kind of going through stuff right now, looking at his IMDb to see, and oh, he was in Jurassic World. I forgot about that. I kind of like Jurassic. Okay, it's got dinosaurs in it, so I, you know, I'm 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 a bad person like that. I it was oh, and he was in the Lego Movie. He was Barry in the Lego Movie. Okay, so a couple things, but again, he didn't stand out for me in any of those roles. Rather enjoyed him as Peter Parker. Um, Haley Seinfeld. I can't wait to see Bumblebee now because of this. Um, Yeah, Pitch Perfect 3. Well, the Pitch Perfect movies I did enjoy. And yeah, that's pretty much the only other things with her in it that I think I've seen. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. I enjoyed Her, Gwen Stacy a lot. Marshala Ali. I can't say enough good things about Marshala Ali. And yeah, I'm not going to get into the Oscar thing because that's not what I do. But trust me, I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. But that's not what I'm going to do. Now, I felt going into this movie that I could not possibly like it because... Having not been able to go see it, I had been inundated by the hype. All of the reviews and everything talking about how good this movie was. Bob Chipman said that it was the best Spider-Man movie that he had ever seen. And possibly the best superhero movie he had ever seen. And mm. then it won the Oscar for best animated film. And I don't put a lot of stock in that, but that just kind of added to the hype feeling that I had for it. And so I was actually expecting to be let down by the film just because, you know, my expectations were so high. The bar was so high for this movie. All the reviewers that I respect had nothing but glowing things to say about it. I I just didn't think it could live up to my own expectations of the film. And that that is a terrible thing that we do to ourselves but you know i just i had prepared myself for that and i said that to brian before we watched it and then somehow it found a way to actually exceed my expectations now i don't know if i would go in with bob chipman's the best superhero movie i've ever seen and that's just because I have weird soft spots in my heart for like the Tim Burton Batman movies that are still kind of my favorite superhero movies, but that that's probably just a lot of nostalgia. Like they came out at just the right time when I was just the right age, and you know. I really love Batman. So You know, it's hard for anything to kick them out of the top seat for me. But I will say, if I can do the horrible thing of creating a secondary category, I I will say it's probably the best comic book movie I've ever seen. And it made me question why I've never seen a comic book movie do comic book movies this good. Because, you know, it. because I wouldn't actually call like the Tim Burton Batman movies comic book movies, because they're they're not. They're, what if Tim Burton did a Batman movie <laughs> back when he was still doing good movies and whatnot. So, you know, they're, they're, they're not comic book movies, if you will. This was a comic book movie through and through, and the things that should have broken it are the things that actually made it better. Like the whole stupid, every time they introduced a new Spider-Man, you saw them throw down issue one of their comic book and go through their origin story. That should have broken the movie because they do it initially with Peter Parker. And then we meet a whole bunch of spider man and women and woman all at once. And we go through just rapid fire each and every one of them and their origin stories. And it shouldn't have worked. Like I just sit back and I think about the, how do you construct that as a writer? How do you put that together in a film? But it was so funny and it was so lighthearted and it was so, it fit, it fits so well. And the comic book styling of the movie with the Various, you know, intensity marks and everything that they use to show the differences in feeling. I love the little marks that appeared just like a, in the comic book when the Spidey Sense went off. That was awesome. It just, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not gonna say I didn't know that you could do comic book movie movies because Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, or is it the universe? I always get that wrong. Um, the, the Scott Pilgrim movie, to me kind of stood out as one of the best comic book movies because it felt like a comic book that I was watching. And they did that very intentionally with you know the writing on the screen and you know, the very stylized action sequences and whatnot. And it made me... Qu- when I watched Scott Pilgrim, when my friend came over and showed me that movie because I had completely missed it. It was not on my radar. And a friend of mine came over and made me watch that movie. It made me question why no one had really comic booked a comic book movie like that before. And Into the Spider-Verse did the same thing. Like, I've seen a lot of animated Superhero movies, and I feel like I have to say it that way because DC Comics does a lot of animated superhero movies, and I—I I don't know. I may may just be, you know, a fan of their work, and that's blinding me. But for the most part, they've been pretty good over the years. Some are better than others, but you know, none of them really stood out to me as real stinkers in the way that the live action movies did but they're not comic book movies. They're animated movies. This was a, an actual comic book movie and it worked like it looked like a comic book come to life. The way they colored everything, the way they structured the animation, the way they framed everything just all the way through it. It just, it worked. And I'm stunned and amazed that they were able to pull that off. And I've heard other reviewers kind of talk about that, but I don't think that it gets enough credit for that because it's, the story's really good. And the acting, the voice acting is really good and the music is really good and punctuates the story well, but the visuals and this, this is a movie, you know, there are some movies that you could kind of close your eyes and the acting is so good that it's still a good movie. You know what I'm saying? But this, this the visuals added so much to it, and yet it was so comic booky all the way through. Now, my big question is, is that because Lord and Miller were involved? Because they've also pulled off the Lego movie, which is a movie that on so many levels shouldn't have worked, and that's just their special knack. Or is this something that can strike lightning again? You know, if they decided to do a Ghost Spider movie, which I want them to do so bad, please, please, please do that. Especially with this cast, like bring same Gwen Stacy back. I, I just continue. You know, let this be an origin movie. Let this movie be the Avengers in reverse. So instead of a whole bunch of solo films that then launched. Um The Avengers. This is the Avengers movie that launches us a bunch of solo films, because I would probably even I I probably wouldn't watch a Spider Ham movie. There is a Spider Ham short included with it. And yeah. It was what it was. But I I would watch a Spider Noir movie. I would watch more Miles Morales movies. I've been shocked that They haven't given Miles the time of day, and finally they did. And I would watch definitely a Spider-Gwen or Ghost-Spider, whatever you want to call her, movie. I don't want to call her Spider-Woman. That's a different character. And I I like the term Ghost-Spider, and I'm hoping that they go with that. But mm, there's so much good stuff to talk about. I, I can't get over how much I loved this movie. And it did the things that are really hard to do. It found a way to make Kingpin relatable in much the same way that Daredevil Season 1 did, and then <laughs> we shall talk no more. Um, Mainly because I realized that my opinions of Daredevil Season 3 are apparently different than a lot of others, but I, I, I was not a fan. The... F- <sighs> making kingpin into a relatable character making the prowler into an interesting character all of that worked so well and we haven't even talked about aunt may because that that was like the dirty trick in the movie because i'm such a big lily tomlin fan and they brought lily tomlin in to do the voice of aunt may and seeing aunt may having agency in the story was phenomenal. Realizing that she has some relationship with Doc Ock. That that that's gonna be interesting and one of the things I would like to see explored in future movies. Um I haven't given the spoiler alert yet because I haven't really talked about the film, so I am gonna do the spoiler alert right now. If you don't want to be spoiled for Into the Spider-Verse, check out now. In five, four, three, two, one. Okay, it's a very subtle thing, but there's a moment in the film where um, Peter Parker is fighting Doc Ock and he makes an offhanded comment that your friends call you Doc Ock and she says, no, my friends call me Liv, my enemies call me Doc Ock. And then when Doc Ock shows up at Aunt May's house, she calls her live, And it's one simple line of dialogue that says so much for the story and just really brought everything to life in a very interesting way. Like, all of a sudden you just kind of realize, oh, so... They have a history together, and they used to be friends. It was such a subtle thing, and it was it was well done, and it made me want want. It made the universe feel more lived in, which I enjoyed. And I really want more. I, I I I. It is rare that I go to a modern superhero film, and when it's over, I'm just like, that's it. That that's all. No, 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 no. Where's the, where's the rest? There's more, right? Right? I mean, of course, I think all of us did that with Infinity War, because you get to the end and snap and dust and dot, dot, dot. And everybody's kind of like, uh, you're ending there? Thanos will return. What? No, 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 no. You're not ending what you are. Okay. Wow. But this was a different experience. Like I fell in, like I had already read a lot of the Miles Morales comics and loved the character. And the same for a lot of these. Hey ho, um, DC, no, Not DC, Marvel Unlimited. If you're not a subscriber and you are looking for a way to catch up on comics and read a bunch of comics, it's it's a great way to do it. That's how I do it. But oh my goodness, it okay the last thing that I really have to talk about before I can just completely let myself geek out because I'll feel weird not mentioning this is John Mullaney has been spoiled for me for all time he has like I'm sorry I'm sorry Mr. Mulaney I, I apologize I am sorry but um you have to stop <laughs> you you're your character from Big Head and it's almost impossible for me to hear your voice, especially just hear your voice completely disconnected from a visual. Like, it's one thing when you get to see John Mulaney's face and you're like, oh, that's John Mulaney. But I, it's, it's a very different thing because you're Andrew Glauberman. I'm sorry, you are. I, I really like Big Mouth, and you're such a big part of that. You're, you're Andrew Glauberman, and I don't know if you'll ever not be Andrew Glauberman in my head. You're Andrew Glauberman. And that was that was the most distracting thing about the movie, is imagining under what circumstances Andrew Glauberman put on a pig-spider costume to be in this movie, just, I'm sorry, dude. You're, you're, I'm sorry. I, I try not to stereotype actors or lock them into one role, but your voice in my head is so distinctly Andrew Gloverman that it, it, it bled into this film and took me out of it a little bit. I just had to say that. I'm sorry. I feel like a bad person, but yeah. Okay, the, uh, so much that I could talk about with this movie. It, it made me cry a couple times. Um, most prom- prominently was the Stan Lee cameo. I, I got really misty-eyed, and it, it did things to me that, yeah. Like, I know we've lost Stan Lee and all that. And I thought I had processed and gone through my feels there, but apparently not. They're they're still there. They're pr- pronounced, and you know, Stan was such a fixture of my childhood and adulthood. I mean, I've grown up with Stanley. That I don't know. It just it hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting like most everything in this, the story made sense. The fact that they found a way to do all of these different Spider-Verse characters in one movie that made sense in the movie that worked that like the, the whole thing shouldn't have worked. I, I keep going back to that, but like it it just shouldn't have worked. The animation style was so different and strange and the characters were so comic booky, I mean especially you know I mean the villains, Green goblin and Kingpin they just they they should not have worked, but they did i I just yeah, I don't know i I'm, I have weird feels about so much. okay, Penny Parker was also amazing and I feel bad that I haven't mentioned her yet but if I just went through and listed all of the characters that I enjoyed I I would be here all day and yeah so the fact that they cast two different you know Peter main Peter Parker was voiced by Chris Pine and Peter B Parker was voiced by Jake Johnson Kudos to both of them. Um, I love that Ice Oscar Isaac was in here playing interesting person number one. That that, <laughs> that may be the greatest film role that he's ever had. Uh, Scorpion was unexpected as a villain, but worked. Just so much of this movie should not have worked. And I can't get over that. And I'm sorry I keep repeating it, but This gives me hope as a writer of weird fiction that there may be a that the market may be finally coming around to my position that we need to keep fiction weird because some of the movies that I have enjoyed the most lately have just been utterly bizarre. And this this was definitely in that category of strange and bizarre and different And I hope they do a thousand more and that they're also good because that's the biggest concern with a movie like this, right? Is it was so good that, well, the next movie we get will probably just be a Miles standalone movie unless they can find an excuse to bring back one or more of the other characters. It'll be interesting to see how Miles does on his own. Just because so much of this movie is that, that that glorious gift of the ensemble cast that worked really well together and played off each other. And if you get rid of that, what is that going to do for the story? You know, the writing is going to have to be different because you're not going to be able to do the slapstick. Though I do hope they were setting something up with uh, Spider-Ham giving him the a mallet. I, I want to see Miles use that at some point in the future. I, I don't know. I, I'm the, the. This was such a bombastic way to do this, that when I think about what the ensuing stories will probably be like, I, I'm hoping that. They didn't set a bar so high with this film that it's difficult for other films to meet it. But I I, I have faith. I never thought I would say that about Sony. Sony has rarely ever given me anything to have faith in. I mean, I saw Venom. And yeah, that's a movie that happened. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, if you haven't seen Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, if I'm not the last person to have seen it and you haven't seen it, you just even if you don't like superhero movies, action movies, or comic book movies, I think this is a movie you just need to watch just to look at the animation and consider it as film. They did so many interesting things from the way they shot things, the angles, the way that they played with both cartoon and comic book physics to make this movie work and the story work. It, it is a thing of beauty that will probably get future episodes as I think about things that happened in it. If you liked this episode and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do so. That helps out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share me with more people. If you get a dollar, you can throw my way in the show notes. You'll see a link that says anchor community support. If you click that, you can become a member at the $1, $5, $10 levels. That will go a long way in helping me be able to continue doing all this stuff. If you don't have the money, trust me, I really understand that. See yesterday's episode. Um, I really understand not having the cash. If you know anybody that you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it with them. That does help out a lot, too. You can always, you know, just retweet and reshare and all that stuff. That helps out a lot. If you want to follow me online, the best place to do it is on Twitter. I do a lot of chit-chat on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset over there. You can join the Facebook group. You can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. I'm still working on the sci-fi story and working to get Mask of the Gods out, because I kind of sidetracked myself on that a little bit. So, anywho, thank you all so much for listening. It means the world to me. If you have anything that you would like to add, go to anchor.fm, download the Anchor app for your phone, and follow project shadow on there you'll see a little button that says voice message you can send up to a one minute voice message it can be a question a comment or a topic you would like to hear discussed on the show used to get more of those missed them would like to get more in the future keep it clean so i can use it on the show and i would love to you know see what you all want me to talk about until next time don't forget have the fun Bye.